Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. The Waco History Podcast is sponsored by Brotherwell Brewing on Historic Bridge Street in Waco. Welcome to the Waco History Podcast. We're going to air for you over the next few months a special series of Waco History Living Stories. Uh, these were segments that were originally aired on KWBU here in Waco. Uh, they were produced by the Institute for Oral History editor, Michelle Holland, and narrated by two fabulous narrators, uh, Louis Mazze and Kim Patterson. And so these highlight oral histories from the collection of the Institute for Oral History at Baylor University, which I direct, which has been around since 1970 and has over a thousand interviews related to Waco and McLennan County history. And we're happy to highlight those here. An annual event uh, throughout Waco history that was the height of entertainment for folks in town was the arrival of the traveling circus. Here we hear stories of those who experienced that great entertainment that came to Waco. Then the night came alive with gunfire. He knew that at last it had been found. This is Living Stories featuring voices from the collections of the Baylor University Institute for Oral History. I'm Kim Patterson. In the early to mid-1900s in Waco, circuses were the stuff of children's dreams, and stirred excitement from the moment they rolled into town. Charles Armstrong recalls circus members on 17th Street when they were performing on the Cotton Palace grounds. By the corner, they had a fireplace right behind where a Safeway store is right now, old Safeway store, and uh, had a fireplace, and they wore the elephants and wore the animals and carried the water to the circus ground from there and we could see all from our house. Helen Geltemeyer remembers thinking about the Big Top while a student at Bells Hill School. I always wanted to go to a circus when we came to town, never did. But we had a lot of trees along on the Cleveland side there mm-hmm. where we sit and had little benches around the trees. Mm-hmm. And I decided I'd show them how the clowns would jump off of this uh, bench. Brother, I felt like my arm went through my body and they had to take me into the uh, oh, cafeteria wow. and put ice on it. Mm-hmm. But I, I really did think I was smart. <laughs> Wilbert Hutchinson grew up on First Street and tells about his front row seat to the circus. We lived right in front of the railroad, and I remember passing the trains coming. Like I say, we stayed in this big old house, and it had what they called balances around there, and we would climb up on them, and we would holler and wave at these people when we hit. And when a circus came to town, they done all their unloading right in front of us house. And we got to see all them. Even if we didn't make it to the circus or my dad didn't have no money to go, we got to watch all the animals. We come out, we stand there on the porch and we watch all the unloading taking place. Mm-hmm. Circuses could not sneak into town, not that they wanted to, as Thomas Wayne Harvey describes. I can remember the uh, steam engine trains coming in here with boxcars 
50 and a 60 long in behind two different trains. And they'd set them off on the sidings down there, and they'd take the elephants to pull the wagons that had the lions and the tigers and all the other various animals. And the deals had iron wheels with rubber on it, not tires, but hard rubber on it. It was odd to see the animals walk, pull, and do all these things that was done. And uh, the calliope would go down the street, whisking its tin, you know. They'd go down 11th, at that time, 11th Street went all the way through. It wasn't over I-35, and it went all the way through to LaSalle. They'd go out there to 11th Street, and between 11th and, and 15th and LaSalle, on the far side of the street, they'd set up camp over there on, on about, oh, about 50, 75 acres over there. I seen the circuses come in here, and I'd be down at midnight when they'd start unloading and watch them uh, until, you know, just fall asleep watching them. Since the early 1900s, circuses worldwide have struggled to stand out amid other entertainment options, namely movies, radio, and television. And in more recent years, animal rights activists have challenged the treatment of animals in circus exhibitions. But the circus has survived and continues as a memorable childhood experience. Thanks for listening to the Waco History Podcast. Like what you heard? Subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes so we can reach more listeners. You can find show notes and info on every episode at wacohistorypodcast.com and more info on Waco's past at wacohistory.org. Our theme music, used with permission, is Cross the Brazos at Waco, performed by the late Billy Walker. For more info on Billy's music, go to billywalker.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.